Or when you're an adult and there's nobody left to ask permission of, you just forget that you, what if you, somebody give me permission to be a speaker. I want to be a, I remember the time when I finally opened my own company and I stood there when they said, I'm a CEO. Oh my God. Like I gave myself permission. I'm the CEO. This is so cool. (laughs) Cause no one else gave me permission to do it. And so I'm encouraging people to seek and find their own sense of permission. Sergio, because you have it. I can see that little smile on your face, but there was a moment in your life when you were in the, in the school district in the world where you thought, wow, if I go out on my own, will I know how to structure it? Will I be successful? Will, did you have that moment? Absolutely. Absolutely. You, but you take you action. You take action to dispel no, the no, fear. You took action. No, no, yeah. no, this is important. You took action. Yeah. And yet you are so impressed that you took action. You are interviewing other people because you're excited to go, wait, how do people take action? And it's now your gateway, and I love your show, that you're bringing that so people can hear the story and the story behind the story. Welcome to Game Changers Live from Miami, Florida. My name is Sergio Tijera. I'm your host. And each and every week, we bring you someone who has been a game changer in their field and who's touched the lives of thousands to get their perspective on their journey, their mindset your struggles and successes so that we can inspire you on your journey. So let's get started right now. This has been four months in the making and a lifetime to actually get here. When I heard her story, it just touched my heart. Always do it on my own, so I gotta get through it. And the only thing I know is to love what I'm doing. Never give up, never slow, till I finally prove it. Never listen to the no's, I just wanna keep moving. She brought the house down. pumped up. I don't know about you. I love that intro. <laughs> I'm actually thinking about now. It's so funny because I watched a lot of my friends in your standard intro. I'm looking at David Meltzer. I'm looking at Rock Thomas. I'm thinking, now what is it going to take? How good does this interview have to be to make his intro as one of those famous faces? Yeah, of course. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to redo it. You're going to be on there for sure. For sure. So welcome to Game Changers Live, everybody. My name is Sergio Tijera, your host. And as you know, we do this each and every week. And we bring people who have been game changers in their field and absolutely excited about this one. We have Forbes Riley on today with us, and she's an award-winning TV host, author, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, one of the world's leading health and wellness experts, and she was inducted into the National Fitness Hall of Fame. She was also voted the top 20 most inspiring people on TV through her roles um, as a sought-after spokesperson, broadcast journalist, and success results coach to celebrities, sales teams, and CEOs. As a motivational keynote speaker, she's affectionately called the female Tony Robbins. Forbes Riley uh, has you know, created- I have to stop right there. I think we now need to change that. And I'll oh, tell you why. The queen because of clubhouse. Tony cannot <laughs> rock a pair of high heels and a dress. I think That's we have right. to start saying Tony Robbins is affectionately known as the male version of Forbes Riley. Can there we just rewrite that? There you go. You heard it <laughs> first here. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, you know what? It's time to flip the roles for sure. Um, so you may have seen, you know, Forbes. She's been on countless uh, uh, TV shows, episodes, uh, but very much uh, known for her infomercials, uh, as well as QVC, HSN. And over the years, she has generated over two billion dollars in sales <laughs> that's crazy you know actually it's very funny because one of the things that i want to be really clear tony is that from the reason i'm interrupting you too is that my goal this year after all the years i've been in business is that you no longer need to read my bio okay that's and that's right. a real strong one of mine because you wouldn't really read tony robbins bio would you Right. You, of course. Yeah, you just, of course. Well, well, duh, of course. So the goal here is you go, ladies and gentlemen, we've got her. She's here. Forbes right. End of story. And Damn, that is actually the it. goal. Oprah, Tony, the president, Gandhi. Same. No, just kidding. I don't mind Gandhi, but um, that is. Uh, and that's about leading a life that's really well led. 
and about That's changing right. the game. And one of the games that I'm actually changing more and more as we get through this crazy time is being a very productive, successful mom and a powerhouse female speaker. So I'm on tour right now, and it happened because of Clubhouse, where I am the headliner with Deepak Chopra, Les Brown, Damon John, and Jack Canfield. Wow. Wow. Right. You know, that's, that's a game changer. That is absolutely a game changer. What event is that going to be? Uh, it's, it's actually it's, the next one I think is on the 24th, the day before my birthday. It's called Real Summits, realsummits.com. Uh, and we've done two of them so far to speaking to thousands of people around the globe. They are a very multinational. I've got, uh, we've got people who've joined us now from Nigeria, from the Amazon, from Singapore to the Netherlands. It's Czech Republic. It's been an extraordinary adventure. I've done two of those speeches. Third one's coming up the day before my birthday on the 24th. And if you go to real, uh, I think you can even go to ForbesRileyLive.com, but it's called Real Summit. All right, fantastic. Okay, so you, you know, your, your history has been oh i'm sorry we now call it her story <laughs> oh her story her story no it's you know it's fantastic you, you've come all this way and you've had tremendous success but it hasn't always been that way right you did oh, not sure it is. i was born with a silver spoon in my mouth exactly <laughs> no that's what so, people think it's so funny they think that other people had it easier and i'm going to tell you something i don't I would like to bust that myth so wide open about people having it easier. That's been the joy of getting to a certain age. You know, I started writing a book and I've not finished it yet, but when I had my twins 18 years ago and, and I grew up with no money and I will share all those things. I did think a lot of people, had, if you were prettier, if you were blonde, you had a better life. If, if you were of rich parents, you had a better life. And I totally ascribed to that philosophy because that's what we were taught to think. I think. Right. And, uh, my kids are uh, about six months old, and I raised a little boy from South Central, uh, Los Angeles. He's black. Twelve years of his life, uh, he was mine. And every weekend we would go on vacations. He would hang out with us. He spent time at my house. He was the best man at my wedding. And after my babies were born, he was going from a haircut to church on a Sunday morning, and he was shot dead by a kid who grew up not far from him because he was wearing blue and that kid wanted to get into a gang and didn't have a mentor and didn't have a family like my Dexter did. Oh boy. That was a pretty bad time when your wedding photo was on the front page of the LA freaking times. That's the stories that you read that happen to other people. Yeah. And so it's funny because at that time it was very hard for us to, it were a lot of things going on and I was working steadily and I had these two babies and I was getting famous and I had a moment where Anderson Cooper, we all know him from CNN. Sure. <clears throat> His younger brother, they are the children of Gloria Vanderbilt. The Vanderbilts built this country. They are the, one of the richest families ever. And that's who I grew up thinking, oh, their life must be better. His younger brother jumped out of a window in front of his mom and committed suicide. And at that moment in my life, everything stopped. And I had a clarity that said, <clears throat> number one, even if you have everything, you might have nothing. So what is life about? What does success mean? Where are your values? What do you personally cherish? And how do you keep your kids sane? If they couldn't do it, nobody can do it. And then I said, well, that's not true. There's got to be people who've done it. And I set out to interview people. Now, this is a funny thing about life because I've never asked how you do something. I've just decided to do it. And I have very powerful principles about what I want. I want this. I want this. I want this. Now, at one point I said, I wanted to ski. That sounds kind of silly, right? Well, mm -hmm. I've never been skiing. Only rich people could ski. I came home from working at Club Med on and off for 10 years. And I had this thing about skiing. It always looked so cool. People, you know, like movie stars. And I only remember, I only saw life from the outside because we didn't have much growing up. And so I dreamed a lot and I wanted to be James Bond. That was a want. And by the way, these wants don't have to be rooted in anything specific. Because I'm sure you growing up, you had things that you wanted. Absolutely. Now, how you get them is a series of, steps that you take a lot of manifesting seeing what it is and then people go well i wanted that i didn't get it no actually if i really asked you what you wanted you didn't want it well enough i will tell you that there's a way that you didn't architect it right or if it wasn't okay. clear enough right right so i walk and here's how i know this so i want to ski that sounds so silly i open up the newspaper in new york city and there's this little ad that said looking for someone who can ski to host a club med style bar party now, I'm going to reckon that not a lot of people even know what those words all mean. 
But I the did. The only thing that was missing was your name, Attention Forbes. We're looking for right. you. <laughs> but that's how I felt. I'm like, oh, did the universe call me for this? This is so cool. But now, Sergio, think about this. What's the first question you think they're going to ask you when you walk into that meeting? Do you have any experience skiing? Right. But I've never been on skis. <laughs> well, but no, but think about it. Let's assume it's the skiing one. Now, let's just play this out before it happens. And this is a lot of how I manifest things. Sergio, you've never been skiing before. What do you do? What do you say I to him? I take lessons. I learn. I'm, that's I'm what you'd say to him? Really? That's not good enough. I got to tell you, that's not what the dream was. He said, do you ski? Right. I said, yes. I just didn't say by when. I didn't say I'm going to learn because I know, and this is what I know going into meetings. And I teach people this. You already, to make assumptions. I know they want someone who knows how to ski. It's in a month. They got a client. I get that. Do you know how to ski? Yes. Absolutely. Now, and that's exactly what I said with no hesitation. It was not even, yeah, yeah, grow up skiing. Say yes or whatever, I don't know what later. I said. Well, because I have this fake it till you make it mentality. And when you're a scrappy little kid and you don't have things and you dream, in my mind, I've been skiing. I ski down mountains with James Bond and I skied in movies. I skied. <laughs> I got the job. He said, I'll see you in a couple of weeks at this mountain. Gave me the address. Here's the airline ticket. And then I went to Colorado. There was a club med there. I booked myself for free for two weeks and I learned how to ski. And I was very committed. By the time the job started, they never knew. For 10 years, I did that job. Do you know that job, being on that mountain and doing the work that I did, turned into me hosting <coughs> forgive me, hosting and creating the very first X Games with Stuart Scott? What do you want? Love that. Love that. You know, at, at times, we, we tend to not take the leap because of fear. And fear holds us back about what others may think. Uh, protecting ourselves versus that, hey, we're not good enough for that. We're not worthy of that. How did you always just jump into it without any regard to the fear or the imposter syndrome that usually pops up? Oh, no, I was afraid of everything. I'm an introvert. I don't want to go to parties. I don't want to talk to people. And in fact, I tell, and this is this, I have moments. I have the moments of, and maybe there's two little things sitting on your shoulder. I have this introvert who doesn't want to talk, doesn't want to, is, is embarrassed and shy and hated how she looked growing up. And it, it's horrible. And I didn't have any friends because of that side of me. The other side is like, but we could pretend to be anybody, can't we? We're actors. We like to do. Okay. So uh, imagine this. And I love that you asked it with the sense of abandonment. So I was an, I'm an actress. I made a good amount of money in New York City doing something. I moved out to Los Angeles, bought my first car. It was a little yellow Toyota stick shift. And I was so proud of it. It was my car. I own my own car. And for, like I said, with no money, that's kind of cool, right? <laughs> well, I drive up to this Beverly Hills party and this valet comes up to me and he's got a look on his face because I realized that he has just parked the Bugatti, the Rolls and that Maserati over there. And the energy that he looked at me instantly reminded me that I was nothing. Now, the weird thing about this, and I know you can all relate to this moment, and I, I wanted to say, but you make less money than I do. You, all you do is park the car, okay? Right. But that had already been planted in my, in my soul. Now, I'm an introvert. I don't do well at parties. And I love movie stars. I walk into this ballroom, and I am immediately struck by George Clooney standing over there. And then I looked around, and I realized that everybody in that room was thinner, richer, more powerful, and beautiful than I was. Everybody. And I looked around the room. I don't drink, so I couldn't hide behind a drink. And I couldn't talk and I couldn't move. And I didn't know what to do. So I turned around and I left. I felt so bad. That's a side of me. Okay. Now here's what happens. The universe is going to say to me for, because that's a, not a good way for you to be. You have too much messages and too many things inside of you. So along the way, it's taught me lessons. Like it teaches all of you. Your job is to listen and learn and knock it off at some point. Because I talked to 80 year olds who are still afraid of whatever, whatever. I create a fitness product that nobody wants. That's a really smart thing to do. And at some point I'm in the park. And if you guys go to this, go to YouTube and type in spin gym and the word Christine, and you will see the moment that changed my life. I've had lots of moments that have changed. This particular one cracked open my heart and it's on videotape. I'm there with my little daughter and Christine's in a wheelchair. She's got cerebral, cerebral palsy. Now I'm sorry, a logical person doesn't take a product that's really hard to do and give it to somebody who's got cerebral palsy. But I was struck by her smile. And when you see the video, you will be struck by it as well. It was like this bright, beautiful smile. 
And I went over to her and introduced myself. I said, try this. And she's like, it took her 45 minutes. Her hands were shaking. She couldn't, but she wasn't giving up. And my daughter and I, we weren't giving up. And it was amazing. And I fell in, I literally fell in love with this girl. And when you hear her say, I said, did you think this would be hard? She's like, I thought it would be tricky, but I figured it out. I'm like, I love you. Yeah. After seven years of our lives together, she became valedictorian of her class. And in 2019, she called me with tears in her eyes saying, Forbes, because you believed in me all these years and you stood by me and been my friend, I just became 2019 Miss Florida wheelchair. I'm going to the nationals. Wow. Here's what y'all need to hear. Her best day ever, ever. It doesn't even compare to your worst day ever. She can't go to the bathroom on her own ever. She can't do a lot of things. And she turned to me at some point and she said, Forbes, you're the most successful person I know. And I thought, oh, is that because I'm on TV and I do movies and stuff? And she's like, no. I said, what is it? She said, because you can get up and walk across that room in high heels in a tight dress. And I never will. I don't care about imposter syndrome anymore. Every day that I put on a high pair of high heels for the rest, I mean, I've been doing this for decades. Um, I think about how lucky, how fortunate, how blessed, how trivial everything else in life seems because I don't need help to do the mundane things. And we all forget this. And for any of you who dare say to me, I have a fear of this. You have two choices. Come train with me. I train people out of this because I train people to have confidence. I know how to do that because I had to do that on my own. I didn't grow up with any of this. <clears throat> when I went to New York City out of college, and I was a little country bumpkin here, and Mrs. Grace, I got a job again. I answered that in a newspaper, the only two I've ever answered, and it was for a social secretary. Sergio, I don't, I'm not social, but I've seen movies about how it's supposed to be, and so I kind of <laughs> pretended that, and I think they took pity on me. I don't know. I was this cute little actress, and they let me go on acting auditions, and at one point, I'm in the car, and Mrs. Grace turns to me, and she's like, you need to get Louis Vuitton out of the trunk, and I'm like, Who's in the trunk? And she looked at me, she's like, oh, you'll learn. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I will. That's what I'm here to do. I'm here because I need to understand how in my culture, we take a bite of food and then we start talking. I look at my family, food falls out of their mouth as they're talking. That's not a thing, which that's not what people do. They don't eat a chicken with their hands the way my family does. They don't do a lot of things. I had to learn these things. I learned that you don't put plastic on the couches, that that's kind of a cheesy thing to do from the couch you bought at the thrift store. Okay. <laughs> tell you something. You know what my parents had more than anybody else did? They loved me. They didn't beat me. Nobody tried to sleep with me or take away my virginity like so many people that I coach. Yeah. I was a happy, in my own unhappiness, loved little girl. And everything I did for the first part of my life was just pro- prove my parents that their love was earned, that it was warranted, and that I loved them back. And they've been gone for 22 years, both of them. And I spent a lot of time loving on other people. I have no family aside from the one I made. I have a beautiful man in my life. I have two great 18-year-olds. But there's a couple of people on these calls who are listening. I find family in people that I meet. That That is so true. And you know, what you said about perspective and, and being grateful for the things that we take for granted each and every day. I have a, a good friend of ours that we had on the show as well, Javi Perez, who is uh, an assistant principal, sorry, a principal down here in South in, uh, in, in Miami. And from one moment to the next, he was coaching his kids baseball team. A drunk driver came through, ran onto the field and ran over him. He lost both his legs from oh one moment to the next. And so having that perspective, it, that, you know, what, what we take for granted, the fact that we we can just breathe and we're healthy and we can walk around, like you said, it's, it's, it's absolutely gold. How does so, he deal with that? What's his philosophy? He is, unbelievably mentally just brilliant i mean just um, unbelievable his his first goal was he was in a coma for a month i mean you have to watch the the actual show you know we had with him that'll go through the whole story but his first goal was to sit up in bed oh my god that that was his first goal after a month he woke up from the coma he thought he was just gone you know asleep for about a couple hours and had no idea that he had no legs Oh my God. You know, and so that story and, and he is an inspiration to so many. Uh, we just did a charity golf tournament to raise funds for, for his prosthetics, which are $150,000 every five years. He has to change them out for one leg. You know, mm. it's, it's just un, unreal. So we are blessed no matter, you know, what your situation is, you got to find the the silver lining and, and the perspective in that. No, but Sergio, here's the, the thing. Strategy. You don't, you don't have to do anything. 
And I don't think that all of the people who've gone through tragedies and find you don't have to do anything. And I think we make people feel guilty that way. You get to. If you want to play the game of life, lean in. If you don't, you're allowed to lean out. You're allowed to check out, which mm-hmm. is crazy, but that's okay. And, and I don't have any perspective either way on people doing that. You know, it's funny. I was in my early 20s and I never thought of any ever leaving the planet, but I had a moment sitting on a boat, working at Club Med, living there, learning how to scuba dive, eating fruit, hanging out with really cute tennis players, loving life to no end, had no future, no, I had nothing. I was doing nothing at that moment, sitting on a boat. And I said to him, and I was living in New York City technically, and I said, you know, if life ever gets really bad, if you feel lost, make yourself a promise right now that you always know that this exists, this blue water, this boat, this little island here where people don't care who you are, where you came from, what you do for a living. They only care that it's sunny out. There's some surf and a mango. That You could always come here. And there are days where that kept me going because it is not all sunshine and roses. And I think people get confused. Oh, well, she had it easy. Guess what? What is easy? Or, or my, my favorite is life's not fair. I said, where did this, did you get a little certificate that life was supposed to be fair? In fact, I'm so committed to that notion that I created this. Have you seen this? This is a permission card and it's a steel card that I created. I carry it in my pocket and everyone that I know, um, and I, I sell them, but I don't, I haven't made a business out of this. It's just, if you're lucky enough to know me, you're lucky enough. Uh, <laughs> by the way, by the way, Sergio, I'll share something. I haven't always felt this way. I, I have a birthday coming up in three weeks. I'm turning 61. Right. Looking good. Thank you. And I waited, (laughs) and I know that. I waited for that moment. I don't look great for 40, but I look freaking rock star for 61. That's right. And I remember when I turned 40 and somebody said, oh, you're 40. I'm like, how do you know that? That's that's old. Well, guess what? If you're lucky, you get older. And I decided that this permission card, and it says, I hereby grant you permission to, and it says fill in the blank. And I've done this with hundreds of people. It's part of my training. It says on the back of this crazy card, that this card never expires, that it's replaceable, transferable, and can be used at any time as often as needed. It also says, caution, this card can be used, is to be used for good, not evil. And I signed it to be careful what you wish for. Because if you truly have the power to manifest anything that you want, go watch The Wizard of Oz. Be one of those characters. I just want a heart. I want a brain. I want to go home. I'm willing to go through hell to get there to ask the wizard to help me find these things. When you get there and you go, uh oh, there's no wizard. Well, shoot. Who did I ask? Well, why? But I asked for something. I, I everybody told me I should ask somebody for this. Right? Pray for it. It'll come. Well, what if you, like the guy behind the curtain, says that you have the power within you all along? So all the stories that Sergio and I do and anyone who's inspirational on any level is to remind you that you have the power. But I will tell you this asking permission thing is real because you have the power, but we've instilled in you limitations. I'm not quite sure why. I think it's to create a a society. By the time you get to first grade, do I have permission to ask a question? Do I have permission to go to the bathroom? Do I have permission to leave? Do I have permission I don't feel good. I want to have permission to go home. Mommy, do I have permission to stay up late? That's all you do. Do I have permission to leave the table? You ask permission a million times before you're like 10. When you're an adult and there's nobody left to ask permission of, you just forget that you, what if you, somebody give me permission to be a speaker. I want to be a, I remember the time when I finally opened my own company and I stood there when they said, I'm a CEO. Oh my God, like I gave myself permission. I'm the CEO. This is so cool. (laughs) Because no one else gave me permission to do it. And so I'm encouraging people to seek and find their own sense of permission. Sergio, because you have it. I can see that little smile on your face. But there was a moment in your life when you were in in the school district in the world where you thought, wow, if I go out on my own, will I know how to structure it? Will I be successful? Did you have that moment? Absolutely. Absolutely. But you take action. You take action to dispel the fear. You took action. No, no, no. This is important. You took action. Yeah. And yet you are so impressed that you took action. You are interviewing other people because you're excited to go, wait, how do people take action? And it's now your gateway. And I love your show that you're bringing that so people can hear the story and the story behind this story. We're starting up the second quarter now. The year's flying by. I want to make sure that you kickstart your second quarter and you're firing on all cylinders. And what better way to do that other than a Game Changers 30-day challenge? So guys, this is an opportunity for you to participate 
in a really powerful, impactful uh, virtual coaching program. All right. And so the challenge takes out the heavy lifting out of creating change and it makes it fun. Why 30 days? Because listen, if we want to grow, we need to practice. You can read a book, you can take a course, which is fine. But you know what? If you're not practicing each and every day, you're not going to build the momentum and the habits, the attitudes, the perceptions, all the things that you need to start gaining momentum and winning in life and being the best version of yourself. And that's what this does. It creates support, accountability, a sense of community, and it's all in your pocket, right? All in, the, in your pocket. So you're going to get a text message every, each and every day. And within five minutes, you're going to set your day off right. And believe me, there's so much great stuff packaged in here. Each challenge provides a little bit of daily inspiration, a personal journal, micro coaching, and a couple of proven courses uh, and exercises that are going to get your thinking right. This is the most important real estate in the world. The most expensive real estate in the world is the, the six inches between your ears. And by making it a game, it tricks your brain into having fun and enjoying and absorbing everything. And along the way, there's going to be great prizes with some swag like this some game changers, hats, shirts, um, as well as coaching opportunities for, uh, you know, free coaching uh, as well. And on a lot of great prizes, um, some gift cards and all this good stuff. So make sure to go register today with the link below. The cost is $99, but with the code CHALLENGE50, CHALLENGE50, for those of you out there who are watching this video right now, when you click on, on the link, you go to the site and you put in challenge 50, you'll get 50% off. So it comes down to about 49 bucks for a 30 day challenge where you're getting personalized coaching from me and getting support from a community. Trust me, it's going to be the best 49 bucks you have ever spent. So make sure to click on the link below in, in the uh, comment section. Go there now and lock it in. We start April 19th, guys. April 19th for 30 days. By May 18th, you guys are going to be on fire. You're going to be have met new friends. You're going to have a sense of community. You're going to be rolling in some new habits, some new attitudes. Your, your success is going to increase. And overall, you're going to be living your better life and getting close to your best life ever. You know, in, today, in today's world, influence is is huge and we compare ourselves to others on 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 instagram on everything else like that we're looking at the highlight reel and then we're looking at our life and we tend to devalue ourselves as compared to what we see on social media so okay, so stop. i'm gonna add, no, i'm gonna analyze that sentence that you just said you said we tend to who tends to we as a society in in, in general in general speaking you do because you do you, that you, no, but what I'm saying, no, 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 but here, here's the point. Let me, let me finish. So what I'm saying is that what I, what I do and what, what I suggest to my clients as well is to compare yourself to who you are, who you were yesterday. And are you 1% better? Because if we start comparing to everyone's highlight reel, that sports center top 10, we're, we're never going to catch up. It, it'll, it's impossible. There's always somebody doing something better, apparently, you know, at least your perception wise. And it does, comparison just kills. It kills your self-esteem. It kills your self-talk, your your confidence, everything. Yes, and so, yes, and yes. Yeah, yeah. So now when talking about influence and you are the queen of pitch, right? But you don't like to sell. People like to buy, but they don't like to be sold. And so you've perfected this, this craft, right? This skill and art of pitching and getting to the core of what people want so that they come after you and they want you uh, and they want what you're, what you're providing, right? Not even the product, but they want the outcome. Tell me a bit about how you, how you came to realize that because that's apparently been one of the, the, the keys to your success, right? You have listened well, little grasshopper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, really, that's actually what I teach. That's very, that's very good of you. Uh, and you're an amazing student. So pitching happened to me by accident. Uh, if And I, I say accident, it's not really an accident, but let's just call it, it wasn't what I'd set out to do. Uh, in fact, when my dad, when I was little, he was a printer and he used to have very dirty hands. And he always said, you don't want to be in the printing industry. They make a lot of money, but see those guys over there who wear the white shirts? They sell printing. You want to do that. He said, and there's no women over there. You'd be really good at it. It's funny that he knew that long before I did anything. And I said, oh, selling seems weird. I don't want to sell something to somebody. But one day, I'm an actress and a TV host. I'm working at the Laugh Factory. I'm doing infomercials. Life is good. But I walked in, and there was this pen on a desk. And it said, sell me this pen right to the camera. 
thought it was a joke. Like and I said, you know, Street type of- long before that, have fun. It was funny to watch that moment because nice. I said, you know, funny thing about pens. But when I was in college, my mom used to write me these longhand notes every day in purple ink and signed love mommy. And I saved them. It was like a stack, like two and a half inches thick because I realized that a pen like this can reach out and touch somebody's heart. Well, Jake, a body by Jake, comes out of the dark, grabs my face, and you're going to make me a lot of money. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he had a vision. Well, he had a vision about selling fitness products on television. This is before infomercials and before QVC started. And he created a 24-hour network called the Cable Health Club that became Fit TV. And it was a 24-hour, it was one. It was a one-hour show 24 times a day. And at the end of every show, I would come on in the last half, 15 minutes, and I would pitch a fitness product, a wellness product, uh, a health product, whatever it was. And if you had a product, you'd come on our show. We didn't charge you. We only took a percentage of what we sold. This was all very revolutionary. And, you know, it was funny because there were a couple of things going on in my head. Number one, I was always a little overweight and not anything like the girls who could wear, you know, skinny little bra tops. So I designed a jacket, a zip up jacket. And I, by the way, I did this 1500 times in five years. Uh, I wrote the pitches. People would come on and I would say, I would tell them how to sell it and, and not to belittle cute little girls. I just wasn't one. And so I've got my little jacket on and these cute girls that the fitness companies would hire, we'd go to sell the ab machine and I would go, okay, so tell me about the ab machines. Go, okay. So like, um, like it, it works your abs and it, like, what does it do again? And I would listen to the way they would talk about it and thought, um, all right, well, here's what this does. Hey guys, you know, if you don't like getting down to sit on the floor to do sit-ups, the fact that the handles are here gives you an easy grip. I did that over and over and over again. And it just came out of me. I have no idea why I could look at a TV camera and get you to buy something that was especially fitness related. I wasn't in fitness. And that turned into the first 35 infomercials ever done. I did one with Sugar Ray Leonard. I did one with George Ford. I did one for everybody. And it's because I'm going to say two things. One, I didn't grow up with anything. I didn't have money to spend on things. And so I knew why, and this is weird. I, mean, I don't think I've ever said this out loud. I knew why I wanted it. I wanted that because I couldn't get it. So I had to really just think about what I wanted and what it would do for me and how much fun it would be to have that. And there's a value when you speak into somebody's ears about getting them to want what you have. And so, for example, I had created this fitness product called the Spin Gym, right? Now, on the surface, A, it looks like a yo-yo. B, it doesn't look like it does much of anything. And three, it's got three pieces of metal and a string. Why would you want this? Well, let me ask you a question, Sergio. Uh, pick your arm up for a second like this. Touch the bottom of your arm. Is it saggy or is it really tight and firm? It's tight and firm. Great. Are you married? Yes. If I asked your wife to do the same thing, what do you think she would say? Tight and firm. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Congratulations. I work out. I work out. How about your How about your mom? She'd be saggy. Right. So one I, out of three. No, I, no, no. Gonna listen to this video. Sorry, mom. Oh no, 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 Sergio. <laughs> let me tell you something. Even if your mom had tight, firm arms, and even if your wife loves her arms, nobody loves their arms. Sure. She would still say it could always use work. That's how we women are, and I know okay. this. So, and I love you for being honest, but I know that most women have an issue with this. I also know that my mom was 260 pounds her whole life. She fought her weight. I bought her gym membership. She wouldn't even go in and she died of diabetes and overweight. I don't want that to happen to people. So I have a very pure motive. I don't want people to suffer in their own bodies. Number two, I don't want to get old. I want to have a hot, sexy body for as long as forever. I stood next to Jack LaLanne. His wife is now 95 and she works out two hours every day. I think if I do a little bit every day, I will be just as fine. And apparently it's working. So, but here's what I also know. If I said a couple of things, Sergio, you're sitting, how many hours have you been sitting in front of your desk today? How many hours are you sitting on a clubhouse, right? How many times mm -hmm. you go to the gym? What if I told you that this crazy thing actually rotates and spins at 125,000 RPM? This is such an interesting little marvel. It's based on the oldest toy known to man. That if you take a vial of blood, which they do in third world countries and strap it right here, the way this spins separates blood. Okay, then I'm gonna show you a thermal of your body a, literally a thermal. Your body's cold yeah. just sitting there. Five minutes later, everything turns fiery hot. How does it do that? That's what this thing does. If you give me five minutes a day for about three weeks, you're going to notice significant changes. Is this something you might want? Absolutely. Bingo. I got a yes. I didn't even tell you what it was called, how much it costs. Because yeah. all I did right there was to create the want in you because it's something we all want.
And so I teach this principle because for years, Sergio, I actually stood there and said, I'm a genius. I'm so good at this. Nobody can do this. And then, and, and I don't even mean that to be uh, facetious, but I was the only female infomercial host for a very long time. Sure, sure, and sure. It's, well, it's also because it's not, it's not something most people would even want to do. So then I sat down, somebody said, but Forbes, could you teach what you know? And I sat down and I decided, dissected what it is that I did. I'm also a magician. And one of the things about being a magician is you begin with the end in mind. Why is that important? Because if you don't know the end of the trick and you go to cut a girl in half, what happens? <laughs> oh, that was not good. I should have thought about yeah. it before I cut it. <laughs> All right. But that's how it is yeah, with everybody. Right. So if I did this to you, I, I want to find a piece of paper. I want to show you something really funny. If I take this right now and I ask you, and I watch this, a little magic trick. And I say, Sergio, two weeks ago, I went to a business convention. And in three days, I lost 11 pounds while I was there. Isn't that crazy? What are you thinking right now? You want to know? How did you what? do it? Right. I just wrote that on a piece of paper. Do you see the word how? Yep. How did I predict what you were going to just say? Because I created in your mind what I need you to say. We all have this power. So whatever your product is, if you understand what that person is suffering from and how your product solves that problem, bam, you have a sale. Money, they don't even ask them. Uh, you fix my problem, whatever that is. And if you analyze this, and again, I've just spent my life doing this. I spent my life studying the, the human brain, understanding how to do rapport, how to get people to do what you want them to do. And that's part of the permission card. And so I now teach this. And I broke it out into a system. I have a five-step system. And it talks about relatability, springboard, assumptions, and all the things that I just do naturally are things that if you teach somebody or remind somebody, all of a sudden they're making money, they're making sales. I mean, this is something no one's ever really done before. And it's like, wow. And a couple of things come out of this training that I'm loving. I actually take the worst thing that's happened to you and make it your best asset. Think about this for a second. What's a real bad tragedy or something that happened to you that you don't like to talk about? Um, let's say a, a time in college where I was student body president and I didn't keep my grades up and so I had to resign. Great. What's the life lesson from that moment? I took my eye off what was important, why I was there to begin with. Great. Have you ever told that story to people as a thing to use it? Uh, a few times. All right. time, not, not many. Well, and most people don't want to talk about the thing that really derailed yeah. them. And I'm going to tell you what I coach people to do is to take those moments and make that the gas in your car. And it gets so crazy because that's a great life lesson. Yeah. Um, that you, because otherwise we look at you, we can't relate to you. We want to relate to you. So I ask people how much, did you grow up with money or no money? Um, Normal, not 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 little money, not a lot of money, just very average. Okay. Have you ever used that as part of a sales technique? No. Right. I'm going to show you how you do that. Uh, right. So let's say you have no money growing up. Because when I had, oh, I had no money. Don't do that. I, don't feel sorry for yourself. It happens yesterday. Mm -hmm. What I want you to do, guys, you know what? I grew up with no money. We're talking dirt poor. Okay, really. And this pen that I want to sell you, this is the most expensive pen on the market. This is made out of real silver. But it's funny because I've had lesser pens because my parents would buy, you know, cheap $1 pens. This thing is like magic. And I just finished writing a check with this that paid for all of those other pens. Or I'm somebody who grew up with a lot of money. Guys, I am one of the richest guys. I grew up with a silver spoon in my mouth. This thing, unbelievably expensive. But I'll tell you what, I get anything I wanted. I chose this one. Oh, relatability factor. Interesting. So you're going to take the fact that, hey, guys, you know what? Student body president, good-looking guy. I had everything going for me. I thought life is awesome. I took my eye off the ball. My grades sunk, and they took that all away from me. And you know what's funny? It was one of the lowest moments of my life at that time. I have friends who, who would have dropped out of school, embarrassed to tell their parents, you know what I did? I realized that that is my lesson for the rest of my life. Don't take your eye off the ball of what's important. It's a great story, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, I teach people to feel better about themselves. It's it's an amazing way that you can codify it in a repeatable in a repeatable way. And what makes it, you know, what what's difficult, I think, for a lot of people, including myself and and others, is that the gold in your story and your relatability lies in your vulnerability and your ability to be 
open and share your wounds and your th the things that you're disappointed or embarrassed about. But that's a strength, right? Like in Brene Brown's uh, TED Talk. Okay. Well, but you know, it's also, it's kind of a reason for being, it's what you do. Dude, you do a thing called game changers. So apparently that was an important moment in your life where you change things. That's you right. know, I right. am a little obsessed with people getting products because I grew up not having access to them. You actually fulfill a path. And then if you go back and remember why that's so important, and then you find these other little nuggets of stories to make people feel comfortable, you want to start talking like you want to start talking on Clubhouse. But I only want to hear people talk if they actually communicate something. I am allergic to people who babble. No joke. I do not want to hear. Oh, well, I, let me tell you the story. No, no, don't, don't tell me the story. Skip to the end and tell me the lesson from the story because I don't want to hear your story. And now I'm, I, I guess I'm getting a little older and crankier about it, but maybe I can teach people faster. Guy yeah. calls me on the phone. He's a kid. And he said, uh, I was referred to you by a friend. I said, oh, he said, you'd be happy to help him. I was like, I always help people. And he said, well, I'm doing this knife thing. And my, my person, my coach says, I have to can book an hour, an hour with you so I can pitch you this knife. And I said, no. He's no, you said, you just said, yes. I said, dude, if it takes you an hour to pitch a knife, I can't yeah. listen to that. <laughs> you need to pitch the knife in five to seven minutes. He said, but I have an hour presentation. I said, that's too bad because by the time you're done with your one presentation, I will have sold 10 knives. What do you want yeah. to learn? And it was like very eye opening. I said, God, I don't need that long. Get to the point. We all want to go back to Facebook or sleep or Netflix. We don't want to be <laughs> listening to your story. <laughs> That's impactful. I love it. I love it. You know, th there's so much power in that, in in being uh, upfront, being impactful, and just getting the message across in a, in a valuable way. So we're on Game Changers Live here as we start wrapping up with the great Forbes Riley and um, a lot of lessons here, a lot of, of value here, both on, on Clubhouse and this episode, this full episode is here going to drop next week. So Forbes, last question as we start to wrap this up. What was a game-changing moment in your life, either event or something that someone said or a realization that you had that really changed the trajectory of your your life, your confidence, your you know your where you took it? Okay, I have four hundred of those moments, so I'm going to randomly <laughs> pick. No, I do. I, I've I have could go over and over. The one I'm going to share right now is I'm driving on the freeway. A friend of mine calls. He says, "Are you married?" I said, excuse me? He said, yeah. I said, I'm looking at your social media. There's nobody else in your social media. Are you married? He said, yeah, for like 20 years. He said, well, that's interesting because I don't see any love in your work. And I'm like, excuse me? Wow. Hello. <laughs> I love everybody. And, and I, I know, know what he meant. And I said, and then I hung up the phone and I had been separated for a very, very long time. We decided to stay together and I was living a very, very quietly miserable existence. And I didn't realize it that I was looking at like wedding photos and thinking, how stupid are they? They just wasted like how much money on a wedding that's not going to last. I had all of these things built up in my head. And then I said, because I, I have a, a coaching system that I use. And I said, well, why don't I do it on myself? And I said, Lo, look at wedding dresses. And I couldn't stop laughing. I'm like, that's never happening. And then I said, what am I doing here? And I said, don't you deserve, and I'm talking to myself. There was no coach mm -hmm. involved in this one. I said, don't you deserve to be in love and be happy? And I thought, well, yeah, but I'm raising my kids and I don't want to separate my time. Yes, 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 I do. And the universe was conspiring to get this through my head because I'd taken my kids, my two, like they were 10 at the time, to a dude ranch, very small ranch, like 35 families. And at the end of the night, everyone was finished playing. The kids are tucked in and I'm sitting on a rocking chair and I'm the only one there without a partner. And I thought, oh my gosh, what, what, what have I done to myself? And I had a little heart to heart. And then I said, okay, here's what you tell your students. What do you want? And I wrote down a list and it wasn't a list of tall, dark and handsome, although that was on the list, but it was, how does I want this person to make me feel? And I had to do some real searching and I advise everybody to do this because at this point in my life, you ask my daughter, mom, you need somebody who's really rich. It's like, yeah, I do. I like the private jets. I like living in Monaco. But then I said to myself, you know, what's that guy thinking? If you got a guy in his fifties or 40 or whatever, who's that rich, he's not looking for somebody who wants to be a speaker and a coach. He wants a partner to travel the world with. And then it was funny because my girlfriend did marry that and their pictures all around the world. And part of me is like a little going, oh, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're having, they're sipping wine here. They're doing that there. And then I said, I would be so freaking bored out of my mind that I don't want that, even though it makes sense on paper. 
I want someone who's still, I like speaking yeah. on stages. I have a, I have a thing I want to be doing. I need a partner for that. And then someone said to me, I looked at a cute, cute friend of my girlfriend, husband, and she said, Oh, I said, how did you get that? She said, I said, I wanted someone who looked like he walked off the cover of a romance novel. And I said, Oh, I'm going to put that on the top of my list. <laughs> so I did that. Have you ever seen Joshua, by the way? No, no, no. Okay. You're, are you on your phone right now? Do you have access yeah. to a phone? I'm going to finish up the story. Go okay. to Instagram right now. Type in Joshua self S E L F. And I tell people when you look at his photo, if you don't say, wow, I'll give you a hundred dollars. Okay. So get this. I'm doing a spin gym workout in a hotel room. And my videographer says, do you want a two time Mr. Arnold to come work out with us? I said, sure. He, you know, he walks in He's very handsome, very nice. We work out and he leaves. And I leave. And then he posts an Instagram story. He said, I just met the most wonderful woman. She has this spin gym thing. And I'd like to use it as a warm up for Mr. Olympia. And we start texting that, that Instagram thing back and forth. He lives in Vegas. I live in Florida and California and uh, back and forth. And it was fun for a couple of months. And I thought, ma'am, you know, you, you're a former Chippendale and a Playboy model. And yeah, <laughs> and you're also 17 years younger than me. You're playing me. And I did think that. And so at one point I challenged him. I said, well, come on, come on out and meet with me. And he did. He rode out on his motorcycle. He pulled into my California house and my heart stopped. I'd never seen anybody who looked like he walked off the poster of the Chippendale <laughs> ad. It's this black leather, great mo motorcycle. And I'm now I'm thinking, Sergio, I am so stupid. I'm going to get hurt here. This, he, this guy's here for a weekend. Just make sure that you're on the right page because that's what this is. <laughs> and, I, and you asked me for that one moment. I sat down on a bench outside my house and I looked at him and I said, be honest with me. What are you doing here? And he grabbed my hand and he said, you know, he said, I'm not very religious. He said, but something told me that you need me. Four years later, I am looking to become Mrs. Joshua self. Wow. I have been loved on and cherished for the last four years. And it's one of the reasons that I'm happy enough to spend a lot of my time talking and helping others. When you look at his picture, uh, what do you think? I saw it. I saw it. I, I, well, I, for me to get to you, there, I have a long way to go. <laughs> no, but can you share with people when it's you look impressive. at his picture, what do you say? Okay, let's see. Let's see here. But is that, that him there? Yeah, that's him. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> now, I will also share with you, Sergio, you know, talk before I leave, because that is a pretty powerful moment to be, to be a woman who's in love and it's want amazing. love so much. I, I get a sense that you and your wife have a beautiful relationship. Am I right? Yeah. 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 You yeah. look like you found that part of your life and that you attracted that into your life. Absolutely. Well, yeah. But there's another lesson because I do think that life teaches you lessons. That beautiful body that you see that he has, which he worked for January 2nd of last year, 2020, second day of the year. He's on that great motorcycle. He gets hit by a kid with no insurance and he creams him, ends up in a coma, shatters oh. his foot, Shatters his ribs, shatters, he's broken. He's in a coma, he's in a hospital, six months in a wheelchair. He loses all of his muscle, and I'll show you the before photo, I have it somewhere. He said, he woke up in wow. June of that year, COVID's rampant, everything's crazy, we're not leaving the house, we're all a little confused about what's going on. And he came over and he said, take a picture of me. And I'm like, um, yeah, no, he'd shaved all of his hair off. I said, you look, fuck, you look like, you look he lost 20 pounds of muscle, he looked terrible. And he said, I'm going back to the gym. I said, you're what? He said, I want to, I have one more competition in me. I'm going to go become Mr. Olympia. And I'm like, oh, baby. Now he has a system that he works out, Sergio. This man does no sit-ups, no push-ups, no pull-ups, no cardio, no cardio. Wow. And he built that body back over the last six months. He looks fitter than he has ever looked in his life. He's a vegetarian with that body. Now, Sergio, let me ask you a question. Given who I am in this world, that I love to tell stories and make points, might the point of our relationship not be about how he makes me feel, but that I'm a marketer. I like getting ideas out to the world. And I'm going to show before and after of this man who at his age looks the way he did with a very simple system, not eating meat and not doing what any of you think you need to do. That to me, I'm going to create his legacy because it's bigger than both of us. That's right. Yeah. People need that story. People need that 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 way of uh, of of you know applying it in their life. Absolutely. So thank you for letting. And I'd love at some point for you to meet him and talk to him because he had a game changer moment. But the fact that I am in love and that he looks at me 
and said that, that was the moment that has changed the whole rest of my life. Orbs. I love it. This is going, such a great episode. One of, one of the longest episodes, but we we're flowing. Oh, sorry. Like and by the way, have gone by like, this is like my nothing. question. So for all of you listening to us, have yeah. you seen this? It says, what have you Forbes lately? Okay. That's uh -huh. my book. But the, what have you Forbes lately is to manifest something that no one else thinks is possible. So Sergio, what have you Forbes in your life real quick? You. <laughs> I love it. I love I, to I got, you know, I'll, I'll jump on Clubhouse every once in a while. And you know, when I kind of, you know, I'm feeling it and I jump in, I see if there's something there. And 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 one of these clubs, you're talking, I go, I need to meet her. And plus I, I had met Peter, Peter Estevez, and then oh, yeah. he said he mentioned to me about about you guys connecting down here in Miami. So I said, Oh, that's that's the universe. That's that's my next person that I'm gonna bring on. That's that's who I'm manifesting. So I love it. It was supposed to happen. <laughs> it's been an honor, Sergio. I'm glad that you're part of our family. Thank you so much for today. Awesome. Forbes, love you. Have a great I one, back guys. I have a podcast. I have a radio show that I do. Real radio That's show. Tell us, tell us, tell us. Yep. So, um, and it's on every Wednesday live at two o'clock all around the world. Um, and it's called, go to Forbes Factor Podcast. I call it a podcast because that's what everyone's doing, but it's an actual radio show. Um, and I'd love to have you be a guest. Oh, let's do it. And, so, and if you guys want to know more, um, two things. Let me invite you guys. Go to ForbesRiley.tv, a whole list of all the things that I do. But one of the cool things that I do, and I'll give it to you for free to give to your friends, is if you go to Ask Forbes Riley, Riley on a Sunday, I teach people how to pitch. I've been doing it live every Sunday, me on Zoom with you, coaching, very interactive for two hours. To your listeners, it's 100% free. Come join us. We've created miracles for people. That is powerful. Wow, Forbes, thank you so much. I love that. Love that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna send you some other some game changers swag. So you gotta tell Woo! me I'm gonna send you a shirt, some hats, and some you know, masks and all that good stuff. And you're Ooh, officially cool. in a game changer alum. <laughs> so we gotta get you on that intro video for sure. Thanks, Forbes. Have a great Easter weekend. Have a good uh, one. Bye, everybody. If you loved what you heard in today's episode of Game Changers, please subscribe and rate us. The lessons and the stories in these podcasts are immensely valuable, so I invite you to share them with a friend who needs to hear it. You may end up being the game changer in their lives.